0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Ones Ready podcast. You're in the team room. Trent and I are here with one of my former instructors. Actually, Uh I, Aaron May. How are you?
1: Doing pretty good. It's nice to be here.
0: Yeah, well, man. <laughs> I, I know we were just talking beforehand, but dude, it's awesome to see you again. I, I think it was like two thousand four was the last time we saw each other, at least cross paths. Um, so it's, it's been a while. And, and like I had said before, totally going to fanboy out a little bit, but man, you are, you and the whole team that, that were out there at, at Combat control school at the time were phenomenal instructors. And we, we all looked up to you guys. So, so you're, you're a developer now. So all of your recruits and everybody <laughs> that are looking up to you and, and saying, dude, you guys got to get Aaron May on, you got to get Aaron May on just, I mean, I'm telling I'm not even joking. We get pinged all the time on yes. Discord, on DMs, like, hey, you guys got to get a developer on, it, and it's got to be Aaron May. So um, they're fanboying on you, and yeah. I'm doing the same thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I appreciate it. I have, I have a, guys, a group of guys that work really hard, uh, and, and they enjoy the program. And as we'll get into it a little bit, talking through development, stuff like that, kind of see how we handle things, what we do. Uh, it'll kind of lead into why I think they get a lot out
0: of it. Yeah, well, they they for sure get a lot out of it. Yeah. Um, or and if they didn't, I don't think that they would be pinging us uh, about having you on. So yeah, uh, before we get into the all the development stuff and all that kind of stuff, why don't you give us a little bit of background about your about yourself?
1: Okay. Yeah. So I. Uh which Trent and I were talking, I came into the Air Force in 1993 of September. So basically 30 years ago. Uh, You know, we can get into a little bit of why I came into the Air Force combat control and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I I came in, uh, I graduated the pipeline in 1995. Uh, My first assignment was Herbert Field. Uh, Great assignment, learned a lot Uh, Then I, you know, kind of wanted to go off in a different direction. So that's where decided to go be an instructor at combat control school which you know right time right place i had a good group of people there working with me uh i was very fortunate you know to have West Brooks, jeff Gilman, mike bain uh you know even dwayne sadler but i also had paul ventrella and mike lamonica who were two great mentors uh so that's where i say right place right time you know i i i kind of squirreled my way out of there a little bit early compared to most people i did it about two and a half years there uh, and then I decided I, I wanted to go, you know, there was the early stages of the wars going on. So I, you know, I needed to go scratch that itch and go to the, you know, I wanted to go to the 24th to assess. Uh, so in about, you know, May of 2002, I went to assess the, uh, for green team, uh, that worked out. Uh, I spent about six, a little over six years there, uh, from being on the team, uh, you know, Jeff George and I, Jason Andrews, we're all, and Mike Bowers, we're, we <laughs> ran the assessment there, uh, the Green Team or OTC, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Uh, we ran that process uh, pretty much up until I left. You know, at that time, I, I made that transition. Uh, you know, where do I want to go next? Uh, for, for certain reasons, I decided to separate from active duty and I went to the 123rd in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, which which turned out to be a great decision for me. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, you know, people thought I was sacrificing a lot to go there. And truthfully, I, I thought I had commit career suicide going there. Uh, but it worked. I mean, I, I spent, you know, I got there 2008, I retired in 2020. Well, terminally even 19. Uh, so basically 11 years, 11 ish, 12 years there, uh, retired there as a chief master sergeant, uh, you know, history wise though, you know, those were my assignments. You know, I, I was very fortunate. I spent a lot of time overseas. Uh, you know, even before the nine eleven time, you know, between flying search and rescue for <laughs> was, uh, Operation Southern Watch. Uh spent a long time in Bosnia, uh, flew C for Kosovo. Uh then, you know, nine a lot of J sets and things like that down in South America, and then nine eleven kicked off. Uh, you know, I it, it was it was an awesome opportunity for me, you know, going there and uh, deploying, you know it was it was a busy time. you know, I was either in Iraq or Afghanistan nonstop, uh, doing pretty much all the things I had ever hoped to do. Uh, so you know, spent the time there and even when I went to you know Louisville, you know, and I'm gonna talk about it a little bit later, I think, as far as you know i I, I came into that unit. Uh, you know, you have the tactical experience and then you start to see other guys that are putting in the work. So that was kind of a transition point in my career where it realizes, you know, where am I best utilized? And sometimes I'm best utilized taking that job that no one wants. So the other guys can go down range and flourish. And, uh, that's how I kind of spent the last portion of my career doing stuff like that. So that, that in general, that's my history, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Hardest <laughs> transition. Yes. Yeah. The, the the common theme here though between, you know, whether it's um guys that have retired or guys that separated earlier or or dues that are still in, is they they rarely regret the time that they spent. They rarely regret taking that assignment that nobody wanted to do. Oh, yeah. They they cherish all the deployments, even though, you know, Bosnia may not have been what Afghanistan or Iraq was, they still cherish those ties because of the things that they did, the the things they experienced, the people that they met, the people that they worked with. And then you rattled off a whole bunch of names that, I mean, some people probably know, you know, people, people uh, that are listening probably know your Mike LaModica's, your Vinnie Venturella's, your, um, but a lot of people probably don't know your Jason Andrews. And, True. And those, you know what I mean? Because, but, but those are all chiseled names in special tactics and Air Force special warfare. Oh, it's yeah. just awesome to hear him. you rattle them off it's like hey, you know and that and that's how we are because we're like oh no well, yeah it's jason it's Mike LaMonica, like yeah but yeah and i mean there's a difference
1: <laughs> i do i you know because i you know if you talk to i mean i'll keep named like jamie clark jamie you know they always say i was, I was a pj at heart so
2: uh <laughs> jamie would say that yeah. and
1: well, I, I mean, I was big into the Mountaineering, the Swift, like the, all the cool, like all that cool stuff. I enjoyed that. that. was my hobby. And, uh, you know, and I always tell the new guys, i like, they would ask me about PJs and I'm like, two best PJs I ever worked with Jason Andrews, Mike Atkins, hands down. I mean, people listen to the podcast and probably be bummed out. I didn't mention their names, but <laughs> the, those, <laughs> those two dudes, you know, I went through the whole pipeline with my, uh, a lot of it with Mike Atkins, phenomenal operator. And Jason Andrews hard oh, as nails, you know, and great, great people.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, a a cool thing to be there and be part of and, and experience it.
2: Yeah. So I have a I have a question like, but like, so like going back though, mid early, early nineties, like how did you even know that combat control existed? Cause like, you know, we started the podcast to let people know and all, all this other stuff, but like. I'm assuming there was a brochure or BMT, whatever.
1: You know, it's funny because I I didn't know. You know, I I grew up my my grandfather uh, he was in the Marine, so I always my brother and I would go visit them at my grandparents every summer down by Quantico, and uh, so I just grew up around it. I knew it was something that I wanted to do, just I didn't know where to go. But my grandfather, being a Marine, was always like, "You got one choice: Air Force." of course, I'm like, well, there's nothing in the Air Force for me to do. Uh, but, you know, one day I was. I was at my gym in town because, you know, back in the olden days, we actually used to work out after school. Uh, so.
0: <laughs> there, it so
1: I, there it is. There it is. But, you know, I, I was there working and I was talking to a guy, you know, and a friend of mine uh, ended up going in the Navy and. I would hear all his war stories, which is a pretty cool story in itself down the road with him. Uh, but, you know, this guy's asking me stuff and he, he he was security forces and he's like, well, you know, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go in the, the Navy, the Marines. He's like, why don't you go be a PJ? I'm like, well, what the heck is that? Uh, so. I, I went down to the recruiter and talked to him and, he, you know, the initial response, you know, they had the brochure with, you know, combat control and pararescue and stuff like that. And, you know, at this time there I had a, oh, there was a 60 minute special out uh, about a PJ, is it Doug Poe? I think that's how he, he but he's a PJ, he faked his death. Uh, oh yeah, like,
0: I remember the, that.
1: Yeah, he had his own. He had, like, another life going on. I don't know if he was married or something like that. But the takeaway from that was they showed they showed all the training, you know, and I was like, holy cow, like, these guys are there, and they're, like, do, they're jumping and diving. The only thing that wasn't cool about the videos they showed was that everyone was wearing a Speedo in the pool. And I was like, <laughs> I'm a paste, like, I am a, as pasty white guy as you get. So I'm like, I'm not going to wear a Speedo in the pool. Uh, but. They show that stuff and I got, you know, I always give my candidates a hard time because I'm like, man, I had a 60 minute special and I had this little manila pamphlet. It was like 10 pages and I like I, I read through that thing over and over again. So, you know, I, I came into the Air Force, you know, I signed up. Recruiters like, well, pick another job because you're not going to make it. Uh, and I was like, well, that's cool. And, you know, I had some other... I had some other things that were pushing me as well, uh, motivator, motivational factors, if you will. Yeah. So you know, I I show up at basic training, and I still remember sitting there, and they kept saying, like, at some point in time, they're going to, you're going to go, and you're going to go take the test. So I'm sitting in there, and I see this PJ, or con, it was a controller that came walking in, uh, and he's got his Bray on, like thought he was it was chris larkin like he's like walking in and i'm like he's got this big rib- ribbon rack and i'm like man that looks cool uh but i'm still at basic training and it's like i don't know like week three and i still hadn't taken the test uh so i was actually like on base we were marching somewhere and i walked by in doc at the time and i'm like i haven't taken it so i write down the address and i actually wrote the school a letter saying like man like when's this test. Like, all I want is an opportunity to come there and take the test. And I mailed it. I mailed it to them. Whether they ever got it or not, probably not. Or they got, you know, being in that position. What is this guy? But hey, you know, but then that day arrived, they're like, hey, whoever wants to take the test can come down on, you know, show up on Saturday. And, uh, you know, I had been working out, but not, all I knew is I had to swim 500 meters, I uh, had some old dude at my YMCA back home in the powerhouse of Massachusetts, uh, showing me like I, first time I swam, he's like, boy, you don't know how to swim. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like he, so I went there every day and swam with this old guy. Uh, and then, so the day, the day arrives and I show up and I, you know, head out of the water like 500 oh. meters you know, do the run, you know, push ups, pull-ups, sit-ups. And back then it was flutter kicks. And, uh, I mean, I'm not going to brag, but I, do- I dominated the test. Like it was <laughs> yeah. just, like, yeah. I did, I did, I Even dominated
0: though you were it. fighting, fighting the water the entire time.
1: The swim time wasn't the best, but, uh, my calisthenics were up were on point. Uh, so, you know, back then it was like, Hey, top three people, to get, the, get their choice the remaining people all go combat control uh so i chose pj i came in as a, i wanted to be a pj and uh you know it's funny uh like there was a guy in my class he was already a paramedic and like uh uh-uh. like no you gotta be a controller like just this like they came up with reasons that were just ridiculous back then so i i choose pj and i'm hanging out uh you know live in my glory of passing the past test back then. Uh, and Spike Gardner came up to me and says, why do you want to be a PJ? I'm like, I don't know. I like, all I want to do is go through this selection course. That's, that's all I cared about. I want to go through this selection course. He's like, well, why don't you switch? Uh, I'm like, okay. So I switched to be a combat controller. Uh, but again, you know, I, I, you'll hear me that common theme of right place, right time. Cause, you know, Spike Gardner, I, I would say is one of the most influential, influential people in my young, when I was young in the career. Like every time I think of what an instructor looked like down the road or what I was going to go do, like that is the dude I wanted to be. Uh, and yeah, he's still doing the job now at T3I. Uh, but you know, that's how I, that's how I came into combat control just on a, a pamphlet, a 60 minute special, and old dude training me in the pool to Spike Gardner saying switch.
2: It's, wild. So, yeah. it's like, why do you want to be a PJ? You're like, because that's the one I've heard about. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but I heard this stuff was hard. So yeah. like, I'm here to do hard things. It's oh, yeah. it's wild. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I had a very similar thing. You're not the only one. I mean, it's I came in to be a PJ because that's what I knew about. And then at NDoc, uh, during during Hell Week, you know, where they're trying to keep you up, Joe Gross, who was happened to be Tdy there, something like that, because he was still up at the hill. Uh, came in and he they were like, ah, eh, well, you give give these guys a brief about what CCT is because there was only you know we had the Stoes, we had Bubby Brister and stuff yeah. like that, and and you know Matt Allens and so they were already you know or they were going through to be Stows. so they were aware of what CCT was, but and. But the other guys weren't, and yeah. uh, neither was I. So Joe Gross gave a basically a capes brief on what CCT does and that kind of stuff, and then they gave us an opportunity and said, "Anybody wants to switch, here's your here's your time now. No yeah. no foul. Just we'll just do the AFSC paperwork change, and you're good to go." And there was a handful of people that were like, "Yeah, dude, I had no idea that this was a thing," and so <laughs> they allowed us to switch at in doc. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. You know, back then, you know, if you wanted to switch the other way, they were like, uh like, sorry, man. Like we already, everyone was already measured for wetsuits for PJ school. Like, oh, yeah. uh, I, I guess that's, I guess that's a,
2: a decent reason. Uh, but, but in hindsight now, like you, you obviously you had your friend that was in the Navy from back home and a, a few other people and you've, uh, you know, worked with the other services for, for a long time. So what, you know, and obviously you stay connected to the community. Why, why was AFSW or special warfare or the air force a a good choice for you? And why would it be a good choice for other people? Like what makes it unique? And uh, from your perspective,
1: ah, you know, that's, that's a good question. I would say like what, like if someone was to decide whatever avenue they want to go, my first thing is going to say, I'm going to say is like, do you want to be challenged? Uh, I would like to think that most people would like that opportunity to be challenged. I I know, I'm, you know, John at straws there. I know that's not necessarily the case, but most people want that. Uh, and like, man, like to be pushed to your limits, mental and physical, and then that opportunity to see how you're going to perform, uh, you know, for me, I, you know, I, I, you know, going into the pipeline, like I thought I was, I thought I was fit and I thought I was like ready to go. But what I learned at in doc or just going through a selection and I talk to my candidates about it all the time is the, and I've seen it on some of your podcasts, they talk zombie mode. I just call it flipping the switch. Uh, you know, and I'll still like, being in that moment where it it freaking sucks so bad when you learn that man i can send i can in an instant i can flip this switch you know i like to say you got two choices easy choice hard choice easy choice is to to sit there and suffer uh hard choice is to flip that switch and it it's freaking game time uh and i and i'll still say i think if anyone was to ask anyone that i went through selection with one of the things I would say is I could flip the switch. Uh, I might be like to go there and like be pushed hard, flip that switch and be like, okay, man, like it's game time. Like, that's what I like. People want to experience that. It's a thrill, Uh, you know? And I always say like, you know, but if you're, if you're looking between combat control, pararescue, SEALs, SF and all that, like, uh, you know, are you going to be, you know, leading the stick in the in the door at the initial breach you know chances are probably not in combat control pair rescue sr TACP. uh it has happened but more than, more often you're not going to be that person uh but man like I, i'm going to say like if you're someone that wants to be put in a situation where you like your immediate action is either one going to save a life Two, your team is in an intense firefight. Your quick call on the mic changes that whole course, that whole, everything that's going on, cleared hot, boom, it's, it's changed from that point forward, like that's a game changer, uh, or man, like you're, you're going in, you're assessing, you're jumping into an airfield, like sitting up that air for all the operations moving in, uh, that, you know, thereafter those are the things that not a lot of people, it's hard to, it's hard to visualize like what that is, but when you're doing it, the excitement of doing it, like, man, it is a rush. Uh, you know, and I look at, you know, I, I tell, I tell my guys a story sometimes. They're like, man, was it, was it worth it? Uh, and you know, the easy answer is yeah. And I always tell, I like to tell them, like, it, it was, it was just a training mission. Uh, you know, I'm in, I'm up at Virginia beach working and it's, it's a Friday and we're do we're training and we're, you know, next thing I know I'm jumping out in the middle of the Atlantic ocean, you know, this big boat shoots out of the plane. I jump out after it. Next thing we're on this, you know, star boat cruising through, uh, ocean. And next thing I know it, you know, it's nighttime. I'm climbing up a ladder and there's, there's a ship there climbing up. And I'm sitting on this, you know i get over the board i do my start doing my stuff and i'm sitting there i kind of go in a little more detail at time to time uh but i'm sitting there i'm like man it's friday night like what are my like what are my friends doing back home like no one's doing like no one's doing it. they couldn't even imagine this unless they're playing a video game or watching charlie sheen's seal team six or something uh but that's like those are things that you're doing. And like, that's why it's like, man, like it's an opportunity. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to say, look where you are now, like anyone that's thinking about, like, look at it, look where you are now. And like, man, are you challenging yourself? Are you, are you going to sit here in 10, 20 years from now and say shoulda woulda coulda like, I wouldn't want to have those regrets. So if it's something that's piquing your interest, like that's why I would push someone to, coming into special for you may make it, you may not make it, but at least you, you, you went in and you tried and hopefully you gave it your best effort.
2: And some, one of those things we talk about a lot is even the folks that don't make it, you know, if you go in there and you put in your effort, like you're going to come out a different person, you know, like, absolutely. if if you're an experience chaser, there's, there's very few experiences that are, you know, that you can, that are similar to going in there and getting, you know, finding if you have that switch or not, or, or how far you can take it.
1: Oh yeah exactly
2: so it's
0: all right well we man i could i could continue to go on and and (laughs) on some of this but but what i i do want to do is is kind of jump into some of the development stuff because you you have now started so you you started serving you know i think you said back in 93 is that right
1: 93 yeah yeah
0: so you started serving then, you, you served CCT and the, and the special operations community for, for that long, bounced, bouncing and retiring in 2019, 2020. And then now you're working with T3I, still continuing to serve, still continuing to give back uh, to the next generation and generation and generation and generation uh, coming in. So what's that like for you?
1: Uh, as far as, I mean, it's exciting you know, and I, you know, it's hard for me to sit still. So uh, I, I mean, I, I am 50. So I like to take a nap every now and then. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, you know, if, if I was going to like, well, like, why am I passionate about it, you know, and I, like, you kind of hit on those points, like every everyone that's coming in wants to be on the X, right? Like, that's your ultimate goal is to be on the X, uh, you know, and then going through selection you know not selection but you know going through when i went to the 24th going through the assessed uh green team otc uh again i name dropped mike la monica on that aspect you know i i graduated and he, he and i had already had a working relationship uh so the very first thing he did to me or said to me when i finished and he was my troop chief he's like give me three goals that you want to accomplish when you're here uh and i'm like i give him three and he's like man he's like i'm I'll say this now and it'll hold true for everything. If, uh, when you reach, when you accomplish those goals, it's, it's going to be easier to move on. Uh, and fortunately for me, you know, we had there and he put me in position to do everything I thought of. Uh, and, you know, I've been very fortunate. I was very fortunate in my career, uh, operationally. And, you know, anyone that knows me knows I like a good, you know, fun trip scam trip you know i, I said, my my i used to say to another favorite person of mine is russell may like man if you can if you can if you can think of if you can dream it and justify it let's go uh so i you know i've been very fortunate to do a lot of stuff uh but, you know, as I, and this will kind of lead into it, you know, as I started progressing through my career, and we talked about a little bit earlier, I started to say like, man, like I want to be on the X, but is that where I'm most effective? And that's where I started to learn the importance of sacrificing my wants for the team. Uh, taking that, you know, the siege of Soda lead JTAC position or uh, deploying with another squadron just so a couple of younger guys could get downrange because you know, it's hard, you know, especially from the guard coming in, uh, you know, and I would, I would explain to my guys, like they would want the premier position. I'm like, man, like they're going to take care of their guys first. And that's what I would do too. But, you know, I'll, I'll bite the bullet on this one. I'll go work the stock so you can get down range. Uh, you know, and that's, I started to, you know, think differently as I went on and, you know and more so like as i started getting rank it started to turn into like yeah i had the operational experience and stuff uh and i had really i mean i was still for bros with the dude they just you know it just it's different uh but we you know what i started you know i talked about at my retirement the power of storytelling uh you know i'd have a guy come in yeah i'm a chief but they would come in and i'd, I'd start asking questions and then they would be like you know, you know no well no one really and no one's like this talking to probably more like this kind of boat up a little uh, who's this guy defensive yeah so you know I tell him a story about this guy that went out and did this and freaking screwed this up and I'm like who do you think that person is And I'm like I don't know I'm like well that's me man like you ain't alone I screwed everything up you know I've gone through I've screwed things up I here's some struggles that I had uh, so you know that transition of like what i i retire i could i could live fat and happy uh but you know i started to think differently and i saw some of the impacts i had of just helping people uh and i think that one of my strongest attributes is helping people realize like what their what they have in them potential wise uh helping people get on track of you know if we can do these couple of little things, it's going to make this improvement. And at the end of the day, you're going to be able to accomplish these things, these great things. Uh, so I think, you know, I've always I've had a lot of instruction. You know, uh, you know, a combat control inst- school instructor, you know, green team instructor, running trips. It, it just keeps building and building and building. Uh, I have a lot of experience with that kind of stuff, and it just kind of fell into place for me. Uh, after retiring, that this opportunity came up, and I came in it with you know I I didn't really know what to expect and and I and I enjoy it I you know I there's nothing it's pretty satisfying hearing a guy get you get the call like I just got selected like it, it's a good feeling so
0: yeah I bet well I mean yeah. you're it seems. <sighs> It seems like I'm I'm making it a bigger deal than it is, but you're you're helping set people on a trajectory for the rest of their lives, and and yes. you hear people talk about you know why should I join the air force or the navy marines whatever it is it, from a recruiting just a a, a a you know normal recruiter, and it's kind of like man I'm giving you a life yeah and I'm giving you a life I'm giving you experiences. Uh, you're going to go places you you could have never, never believed even existed. Plus, you're going to work with people from all around the world that and, and they're going to become your best friends for life kind of thing. And we're going to take care of you. We're going to treat you or we're going to teach you things. And and you're doing that even after already you've, you've done this and you're I mean, you know, you said it yourself, Whenever somebody comes back and says, hey, I got selected. You played such a massive part of that. Yeah. And then to to give a shout out to all the, you know, ANS cadre and the instructors that are gonna be going through and then those team sergeants that are gonna be taking them once they get to a team. I mean they, they help mold the future, you know, the future Mike LaMonica's and the future of Vinny Venturellas and those guys, you know? Yep. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I kinda had it to talk about. It. I mean I can lead into it now a little bit with it. You know, I talk to, you know, even kids nowadays uh you know younger guys coming into development all that and i'll I'll be like man like if you i was to hand you this sheet of paper and on the back side write down it could be as crazy as you want like what do you want to accomplish when you go in i'm like go to the moon do this do that and i'm like you know the, the people put down some weird stuff uh and then at the end of the day i'm like you know it doesn't matter where you came from, uh, you know what your back what your background is, what how your makeup, family history. Were you an A student, B student, whatever? The second you step off that plane at San Antonio, uh, regardless of which direction you're going in the military, the second you step off, I can look at that piece of paper and anything is possible on it, as long as I put the work and effort into it. Because it's a, it's a new beginning. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It is a chance to rewrite your history and a chance to get on the right path and do good things. Uh, and that's in general for the military. I think anyone can get a benefit out of that.
2: Yeah. We, we talk about that all the time. It's a, the, the being able to start over, right? And the military gives you that opportunity over and over and over again. And the, the chance to be excellent at anything and everything, right? Like whether you're in special warfare or not, Like, the military has, like, these, like, very clear, like, paths that you can take. And all you got to do, like you said, is you got to choose one, put in the work, and then, like, all these other, you know, avenues open up for you to to be, you know, whatever you want to be. And so, like, I think people sometimes look at the military as, like, this very rigid, you know, like, this is what you're going to do, and this is it, and you're going to follow orders every day. And it's like, no, 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 you put in the work. And if you become really good at something, like, the, 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 you know, sky's the limit not to be, you know, hyperbolic about it. Oh yeah, exactly. And and also, I, I wanted to say that you were talking about the kids. <laughs> I'm sure you get the same questions because you said something weird. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm going I'm to take it off track for a little bit. Go for it. But like, we get so many questions from kids that are like, you know, like in my specific instance of my height, my age, my weight, my background, has anybody ever made it? And I always want to be like, you know, we have a, a selection process for a reason because when you get off that plane or you show up at at selection we're looking at you. We have no idea who's going to make it. We Mm -hmm. know just as much as you do about, you know, how you're you're, going to perform and whether or not you have that switch to competition mode and all these other things. And so like for some of the kids out there, like if you, if you think that we know, like based on like the eye test, if we could just pick people based on the eye test, we could save tons of money and time. But like that, that's why we have the selection is when you show up there and you're like the scrawny kid, you know, but like you have that switch. Like we might, you know, behind closed doors when you first show up, be like, there's no way this kid's going to make it. But when he (laughs) makes it, we're going to be like,
1: awesome, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I will, I will say at least from my experience training guys, it is never the, it's the most unassuming, like the, it's not the biggest, fastest, strongest. It's the person that's most consistent, you know, uh, I'll give an example. I won't say the person's name, Yeah. but uh, <laughs> to an extent, to an extent, uh, you know, I get people that come into, and we're going to talk about training here in a bit, but I get people that show up on day one. It's like backpack, rocket fins, this, that I'm going to, you, I will have to die before I quit. I'm like Okay. Like you're not going to make it like, it's, it's like, you've already, (laughs) I, you've checked box. Number one, of I will not, I will have to die. Uh, you don't, you've probably never been put in that situation and you're throwing that out there. Uh, so, you know, coach Romero up in Michigan, you know, he had, and she just got selected, uh, not the biggest, not the fastest, not the strongest, but I would go through and He trained her, did a phenomenal job with her, and she would come down to my areas to do stuff as well. But when I go in and I enter her stuff that, you know, for her training, she had been in development. She attended like 40, 50 development sessions. Like that is commitment. Uh, You know, there was a point she had to leave a little bit, uh, and I give her credit for it. And she rode her bike 50 miles to drop gear off to coach Romero. Like that's driven. That's commitment. That's those are the people that make it through. And I always say like, you're going to, you're going to show up at basic training and it's going to be it's that sniffing test, right? Everyone's going to be standing around. Uh, I got, you know, man, I got 86 pushups and, uh, you know 120 sit-ups and I did 25 pull-ups I ran an 820 in the pool like I swam so fast that half the water was gone because I my wake was so big uh <laughs> and I, I always and I, I like the joke because you know I'm older uh you know and I always say like, I always ask my parents, I'm like any any of you guys girls do you guys watch American Idol and they're like no like they think I'm trying to trap them I'm like, all right. So the theme of American Idol is they go and they sing, right? This board of people. And they, you know, if they sing like and they get selected, like, what do they get? You guys know. You guys are old. They get a golden yeah. ticket, right? Get a, and that, that lets them go and try out and wherever they go now, California, Hawaii. But it's just like, hey, man, like you get to go try out again. Doesn't mean you're going to graduate. Doesn't mean you're going to win the show. That's all this IFT is. It's your golden mm-hmm. ticket to say, good job. You met the minimums. Now go. Tr- now go do great things. Uh, so you're going to see a basic training like the, the sniff test. Like everyone's like, I smoked that thing, and they're going to think they're awesome. But it's that person that is just they perform, they commit, they will talk about they they've been in the program, they took everything away from the program, they applied it. Uh, they don't get worked up too high, too low. They just go and they drive on those if, at least from what i've seen traditionally those are the people that are successful at ans uh you know going into TAC p uh all those different directions they do well and the other ones i, I never hear from them again so it is what it is. yeah, yeah.
0: i i can i can think about that you're talking about the sniff test and i can remember showing up i mean cuz a lot a lot of folks when they when they pulled us out of basic and they give us the test you know there's there's a lot of people there like they 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 would stop before they even got to the test they were talking a whole bunch and then when it came time it's like damn ah, I'm, I'm good i decided to go a different direction <laughs> you're like okay okay you know <laughs> just, i'm too good questions. for this yeah. Yeah. yeah but i i remember being on the the gunnel of the pool and just you know in that speedo that you're talking about just looking and being the smallest dude there by a lot uh, surrounded by you know just Physical specimens, oh, yeah. what I, you know, and they, they, they really were physical specimens going like, I have no business being here right now. Um, and then you start seeing those people quit, just yeah. dropping, not no. failing. Like they, it was rare that they would fail any of the, the evals of the physical part, but when it got hard, when breath started getting taken away or they started getting harassed in the water or instructors ask us to just keep going, keep going. And it was relentless Yeah, and there was never a light at the end of the tunnel and they would just, and it only take one or two. And then all of a sudden there'd be a whole bunch. Yeah. uh, yeah, You're right about being consistent. Yep. Uh, what, so what about negative traits? Like what if other than the, the, the cockiness I'm, I'm sure, but there's gotta be some, some negative trends that you've seen, uh, throughout your time doing development. That, oh, yeah. that candidates have, and and I mean, you're able to identify it right off bat. Like you had already mentioned that, like, hey, I'm gonna smoke this. There's no way I'm gonna quit ever, Sergeant. You know, you can't can't smoke me. <laughs> oh. and, and and I'm I like when you said that, mm-hmm. I'm cracking up inside because we get so many comments on YouTube and DMs going like, it's quitting's not in me. There's no way I could ever possibly quit. And you're like, all right, yeah.
1: dude. Yeah, you know, like. I'm just going to back up a little bit though on this and then I'm going to back up and I'm going to say like, like what is development and then kind of the negative things I've seen. But, you know, so for a lot of people coming in, it's their first, like, you know, you see them, they show up day one, they're all nervous. Uh, If I had to give one piece of advice or a couple pieces of advice for someone showing up on their first day, if you're given a piece of paper to write your information on it, you should be writing down like your life depends on it. I'm just throwing that out. So if anyone's listening and I have to <laughs> read their handwriting, I know what they're trying to, like, I can read it. Right. Uh But, you know, for, for them coming in, it's their first exposure to like special warfare culture. Like, you know, it, I always say like, I'm pretty, when I left the military, like, um, I'm not military. Like I don't walk in and, you know, UDT Everybody shorts stands up. and just, yeah, like, like I, I, keep, I try to keep things light because that's, I believe that's what keeps people coming back. Uh, and I always say, if you want to talk trash, talk trash, but you better, be big, you, better, you better be able to back it up. Uh, but you know, so getting used to that culture, it's a, it's a, it's a time to assess your strengths and weaknesses. Uh, you know, whether you're using it on the IFT or, you know, my guys know I, I start every session with a 10 minute lunge walk and they, they, some groups like they, I don't even have to ask them, they're just doing it, uh, strong legs, strong back. So, uh, you know, and, and it's a time for them to develop the mental and physical skills they need to be successful at uh SWCC and A&S. But what I see a lot is guys come in, they take the test once and they're like, I'm good and I never see him again. And next thing I know they're shipping. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, especially with uh, some of the TACP and, uh, not TACP, uh, CR and EOD candidates, because it's like, I take the test and yes, I do a lot of stuff in the water with the guys, but, you know, we get we get the, the info at school, you know, at school, they're getting structural injuries and all these things. So coming there and learning how to train right and do, like, they're going to still pick up a lot of valuable information. Mm-hmm. But they want to, like, these guys that come in, and it's, and it's not, I have a SWOE guys too. They take the test, I'm good. And next thing you know, it's like, I'm, I, I just want to leave. Uh, you know, I, I always say, like, man, it's your effort, your career. You can do what you want, uh, but uh, uh, there's benefit to coming. Uh, some of the negative, the, <laughs> I, just... I, I can't stand when I say something like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. And I'm like, okay, like, so explain to me what it is. Well, I, then they're like deer in the headlights. I'm like, man, I, I said, you don't realize like if I was in your position and someone with, you know, and I, they know a little bit about me, but I'm like, if someone, if I had someone that had done the job and they were telling me something, like I'm, I'm writing it down, like, you know, and I'm doing it. Like, no, like, no, I know that. I know that. Uh, and, I, and honestly, uh, I will give him a hard time, but most of the time I will, you know, as <laughs> exactly I had a guy, probably listen to the podcast, I'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I had a guy yeah. that, you know, it's like, hey, man, like running plan. Like, you ain't passing the run, Are you doing the running plan? Uh, well, uh, my friend who runs triathlons, is, is getting me in my run and shape. I'm like, okay, fine. So he does the, like, why? Well, like, you're already not going to listen. Like it's goes and run, does a test, runs a 13 something. You know, I, at that point in time, like I, and I laugh because it, you know, cheers me up a little, you know, I walk up, I'm like, Hey man, like, how's that triathlon plan working out for you? And I just walk away. Like you can either like, you know, raise the surrender flag and say like, coach may like, I got it like i made a mistake but no like they'll just they'll just keep down that same path and i'm like all right man like good best of luck to you uh the other things i see a lot like you know the pool the pool is its own animal okay like but it's the basics mask and snorkel you know buddy breathing little mild harassment uh nothing really crazy underwater is treading water uh those are the basics that you have, like, you have to be proficient at it. And I understand, you know, if, you know, I, I say to guys, guys that come in and say, like, I'm going to go tag P and I'm like, okay, like my goal, if I was in your position, I would want to go to school that every single day for the first few weeks, like I'm just not dreading going to the pool. Like I'm proficient in this stuff. Uh, so like, let's put in some effort on it, but. What I'll see a lot is I will spend, you know, you generally on an IFT, uh, most places, like I spend, uh, you know, after the swim, uh, like one of my areas is Toledo. We'll spend an, another hour and a half just doing water stuff. And I'll, you know, I'll, sp- the new people, like it's okay. Like, did they struggle on the swim? Okay. Like let's do some, like let me show you some swim drills. Uh, and then let's work on your underwater swim technique. And I, you know, in my, the, the training plan I use for swimming, I have a lot of abbreviations. I explain, you know, how to use it and where to look for the stuff. So it all makes sense. And I run them through the the drills they're going to usually see in the first week or so. Uh, and then I will say, like, I want you to know that you you have to find a pool. And it's up to you to put in the, your time and effort to do this. And then they'll show up the next time and it's like, I could tell they never worked on it and it gets frustrating because I have a group of guys that are just, they want to be trained they're excited to train. And it's like, man, I, you just wasted my time. I spent all this time with you while, you know, just push you know, ignore my other guys somewhat. And in turn your appreciation of that is to to come back and not have worked on a single thing. Uh, so that that's usually frustrating. And to be honest with you, if I see people like that, my my focus isn't on them as much at that point in time. Like they they have to earn. Like I I gave them something. They have to earn not only mine but their teammates' respect at the same time. Because now they've seen them perform, and they're not they don't appreciate it either.
0: Uh, well, it's not it's not fair on the others. It's it, not right if you if you are if you are focused on that one or two individuals. And everybody else is doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're putting in the effort. They're putting in the extra work that is needed, taking on that instruction that you're giving them. And then, you know, they're staying in development for eight, nine, 12 months. Yeah. And obviously not working on it. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's not fair.
1: True. Very true. And you see, you, you do see, you see it often, but the over, I would say the overwhelming majority, like they get it. And it may, it may take a month or development or two to finally be like, okay, like I got it. Uh, and then they start to get on board. Uh, the other thing I see, you know, a negative trend is not training with a purpose. Uh, I'm very, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but I'm very specific on what, like, if I'm going to do something, like how does it apply to what I'm going to be doing at school? Does chess buys and tries work at school? Absolutely not. Uh, does strongman work? My dad, my dad's gonna train me on strongman. I'm gonna lift cement blocks out in my backyard. I'm like, okay, but the second, you have to, you know, ramp up the intensity. You're gonna fall out with your. You may have some sweet guns on you, but it ain't gonna work. Uh, so like, they need to find out. And, every, and when I'm doing stuff, it's like, why? Like, why am I doing it? It's got to make sense, and it's got to it's got to relate to what they're going to be doing down the road. Uh, it's not just I'm just going to do something just to make, like, I'll do things just to make it hard. Cause it's, they got to experience that from time to time, but it's got to have a purpose to it. And it's got to translate to what they're going to be doing down the road. Uh, you know, and I, I always say, I talk to the people a lot about, you don't want to be that person at school, you know, and I hear it. I hear it a lot. Like I'll get emails. From, I get some messages from people that hadn't, didn't weren't successful, you know, and they're usually appreciative. You know, I, I wish I would have listened more. Uh You saying how my weaknesses will be exposed, uh, things like that. And I'm like, you know, so I tell guys, I'm like, you don't want to be standing there at school saying, if I would have done this, only if I, if I, this, I'm always like, man, like, fuck if you want to get rid of it. I want to say, go like, start telling yourself, I'm going to do this. You get that mindset, you're gonna be successful in that process. So those are kind of the negative trends I see on things with that.
2: Okay. If, if, if I'm a 16 year old right now, right? And I'm yep. thinking about these things and I, I don't like to dwell on the negative, sorry. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 You, those, you guys suck. <laughs> um, if I, And I, I wanna have you as a developer someday or, or one of these things, like what, what is the ideal candidate for you? Like what <laughs> me walking in the door, what are some of the things that I can work on before I get there? Uh, and and what are the things that I should understand about, you know, development in general? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, you know, I always like say, like, if you don't know how to fight, learn something, learn karate. I don't know. Uh, it's the same thing. Like there's a, there are, and I'm not a, you know, it's, they know they got to run, they got to do calisthenics. They got to do This is for like the person like coming in, like they haven't even, really talk to the recruiter and all that. Uh, but man, like I got to start working on, like, go to, like, it's, you know what the IFT is, right? It's pull-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, push-ups, mile and a half run, 500 meter swim, two underwaters, underwaters before the swim. Uh, like start working on it. Like I, you know, I, I have a 12 week and it's a outs program, grab a calendar and I'll talk about the calendar that everyone ignores me on later. Uh, but grab the, grab a calendar and write on your calendar, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, hopefully your calendar has it on there already, but it's like Monday, I'm going to do push ups and sit-ups Tuesday. I'm going to do pull-ups and flutter kicks. You're just ins and outs. They do them at school, right? We've all done them. Uh, You know, you so start building up some, some volume in that way. You can do your normal workouts, but they have to be more, uh, I would say like just, high endurance things and you know there's a a podcast not a po- well it's a podcast uh mops and moes uh it's a re- it's a really good site uh you know I I'll tell guys all the time that aren't like hey I'm interested I'm like hey man like go listen to their podcast you know look through some things they have some things on there on uh developing aerobic capacity some things on workouts some things on multi pace training building your work capacity uh, those are the things, you know, aerobic capacity, work capacity are two major components of their fitness. Uh, so when they can start doing that and I'm like, if if you can swim or I, I don't know what everyone's financial situation is, like if you can get a swim coach or if you're in high school, join the swim team. You may not be standing on the podium, but go learn to swim. Like those are my my things I say to kids that are, they're not coming to development. Like if I was to talk to people, like you need to train with a purpose, you know, build some muscular endurance, some work capacity, aerobic capacity. And then, you know, usually in your, towards the end of your junior year, like if you can spend that full year as a senior in travel, you know, I have guys that are seniors that have been there for a year. Uh, those guys, you know, they're usually doing pretty well by the end. Uh, but that, that's, that would be my general advice on that, you know, but, when I have people, like when people do sh- come up for development, uh the first, you know, the data shows flat out that anyone that is in development that shows to multiple sessions, takes multiple IFTs and commits to the process, their chances of success are far greater than the person that never shows. There's always, yes, there's always an outlier, uh, but hands down, you show up to developments, you go here like. they look at mean, they have all this data and they look at it like how many developments how many this how many that like the majority of them have were very committed uh you know the people that the teams that come in and they you know like my cleveland crew like they work as a team they're they show up i have a few guys that are they're just good leaders uh and you know, I I have a process I go through when I work. I don't even, it's like go warm up. They know exactly what to expect. They do it. They don't cheat. They go through things and boom. Okay. Hey, we're ready to train. And then they, they push each other. Like those, those people that start to learn that. And I said that culture, they're, they're already living it right now. Uh, even they build that group. I mean, they're texting each other, they're meeting up, they're doing workouts together. Uh, especially like when they get that, when they get to school, they already have that relationship now with guys and they kind of know what it feels like or what it's like. Uh, that's, that's generally man. Like that was the, that's how I think guys, they start to build themselves up and understand what it's going to take to get through the process. Uh, I, you know, and for me, it's when I see guys that are doing that, you know, efforts reciprocal. It's like, if I come in and guys are just not giving an effort, again, like, I, I want to motivate them, but again, I'm not, you know, Sergeant May from combat control school where I can just, you know, West Brooks and I would stay there until six o'clock at night, just hoping to find something that we could destroy a student over uh yep (laughs) take and taking great pride in it uh but you know so it's like man it's like it's your career like if you're gonna show up and like coach may i need to go to the restroom i turn around you're like talking to someone strolling over it's like like well you're gonna pay the price but i'm just not motivated like it's hard to be motivated to do that versus a group that shows up and it's like Coach, may you think we can do a monster Mash this week? I'm like, yeah, they want to get after it. All right, that's awesome. So, yeah, well, there's exactly. a there's
2: a difference between earning investment from someone and expecting investment, right? Like, I, yes. I think it's it, it's easy to fall into that trap to walk in your door, what you know, walk into a development session, and be like, this person exists to develop me, and you're like, well, yes, but also you you have to put in the effort. You have to get to a certain level to earn my investment, and I think that's a, kind of like a. The crazy thing that happens in people's brains, but like once that that flips uh, switch flips right, like and you start to earn oh, yeah. it over and over again. And I think a lot of people joining the military have the same mentality in the beginning. It's like, oh, like you're supposed to be like developing me. It's like, no, no, no. You, no one can develop you except for you. <laughs> all right, like, oh yeah, really? oh yeah. But if you want the benefit of my experience, my perspective, and you know, and all these other things, like I need to see something first.
1: Exactly, exactly. And the guys that get it, they, I like I said, I, I'm out, I'm not on a timeline when I'm there. Uh, I always say like, uh, I mean, I'm happy to stay, uh, happy to do stuff, happy to train. Uh, granted, I mean, I'm only got so many hours of pool time, but, uh, (laughs) but man, like I'll, I'll sit there, I'll answer all the questions you got, uh, you know, just got to give me that effort. So,
2: so so we, we, we did talk about like what the, the kids these days are not great at Mm -hmm. some of them what what do you see from like the the current crop of young folks these days that maybe is better than you know what we were like when we were younger which wasn't that long ago y'all
1: uh <laughs> things that i would say i mean i i would say they're more informed uh that i mean that's that's one of the things i it's hard you know i used to you know anyone that depending on which era you went through the pipeline in, uh they i i still remember saying like man like i went i went through indoc uh you know and i will people say well indoc was the hardest out of the, all of the areas of bna operator that was the hardest error uh S is freaking hard it's oh, a crap. yeah uh and i still you know, they they went through that morph of okay, controllers aren't going to endoc and it's not this and that's not that. And I still remember one time I was down at the twenty-third. Uh, you know, this is I was I don't even know where I was stationed, but I I was down there working out at their gym and I'm like looking around and I'm like these freaking dudes look like damn athletes. Like, you know, they Meyer, it was like, you know, we always joke around. If you could do a lot of push-ups and run really fast and you were a halo jump master, you were considered a great operator. Uh, so these dudes are like, they look the part. They look like an operator. Uh, so, I mean, I think nowadays it's just a different mindset. I People are people. I, I yeah. One of the things I think that they they struggle with, though, everything is so accessible. So instead of trusting the process, they have to have something right now. Uh, you know, it's, I do a workout. Well, that, that workout was kind of easy. I'm going to go on the Google machine and I'm going to find a different workout that destroys me. And that feel like I'm doing something fast forward a month later, they're broken. Uh, so I think, I think that's some of the issues I, I see, like, I, I haven't really seen I man, I've been doing it three years. The pipeline's four years, uh, for P or for PJs, you know, two years is for TACP and controllers SR. Uh, I would like to see, I, you know, I, I'd like to hold judgment on seeing what some of these guys look like two, three years down the road. Cause a lot of them, I, I do keep in contact with, uh, and seeing how they're performing in that aspect. Uh, so, I mean, it's those big things like just it's you have to trust the process and the, the grand scheme of like trust the process. You'll hear me say like this is a marathon, not a sprint. Like, you know, adaptions take time. You know, I always say like when I'm working out, you know, before before I started like to really get into it, it was like go go destroy self recover, destroy self tomorrow. Uh, right. And that, 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 works for a little while. Uh, you know, and then the more I kinda, yeah, you know, I, I like to say, like, I I'm always, I'm always seeking information. Uh, so in trying to, you know, like I always say, like, I could, have, I could have just retired and, you know, got a certification, do the job. And then I start working with other places and I'm like, more information out there. So go get more certifications, learn more about it. Uh, so like, when I'm doing things, I'm always like, man, like inside, like I'm looking to improve something inside versus just, you know, sh- having show me muscles that don't do anything. Uh,
2: so you'd well, see that at prep a little bit too, you know, but like the, the whole, I'd like, have to remind the students, like today is not the test. Mm-hmm. And if you understand that this is leading somewhere. Today yes. is not the test. Save it for the test. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. I know I kind of, that was a long winded answer and kind of a oh, about answer on that, but uh, I think that was I think, good
0: because it's honest. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think down the you know, ultimately, like the kids nowadays, like the ones that show up, the ones that are prepared, they're 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 no different than the ones that twenty years ago. The only difference is they have a cell phone in their hand. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Like. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I tend to think that they, they are definitely more physically fit. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're definitely more educated than we were coming in. And, and, you know, you hear people that are all over and mainly at social media or whatever, or it's the standard, well, you know, this generation, I I'm not sweating this next generation coming in. No. I, I think going to be, they're already better than we were. And, and I think we're going to be just fine.
1: We'll be just fine. I would say, you know, caveat on the, you know, are that like, are they more physically fit? Like, would you when you got out of school, would you do out of high school, elementary? I mean, school? I
0: came, I came straight in. I was seventeen. Uh,
1: no, no, no. On a regular school day, growing up, it was like I got home, um, you, you're outside doing yeah. stuff, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, whether you know, depending on the age, it was you know, going out riding bikes with the with the boys yeah. or you know, going to soccer practice or, or swim practice or cross country or something, yes. something like that. Plus then after that, then go into a job.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of, I, I would say that if you were to, like one of the places I work with, which ironic is T3 performance up in uh, Cleveland, you, you know, you see kids up there, they're just getting after it every day after school. And then if we can just run and jump and lifting this, that, and unless you're doing those things, man, like you're sitting at home and a lot of kids nowadays are kind of like the bat, like they're, they're playing video games. It is, but it is what it is. And so I see like, I always, I tell my guys every time, like on the IFT, like we're getting ready to do the test. We'll get to sit ups. And I'm just like, it's a proven, uh, I like to bring humor on everything I do there, like keeps the mood light. I feel like they do perform like a little bit better. I'm like, you know, it is a proven fact that your generation cannot do sit ups. I'm hoping you prove me wrong, Oh, let's, let's, let's see. <laughs> they all get all fired up and it's like
0: 40. <laughs> uh, so, but you
1: know, I always say like, when they, when they get it, they switch it on. There, there is absolutely no difference. They work and I, it's cool to see that transformation. Like, man, I can really do this stuff. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, what's this calendar you're talking about? You said you wanted to bring it up and you're like, Oh, we're going to bring it up later. So what's oh, this calendar. Yeah.
1: Like, let me, cause I kind of go into like my, you know, when I, you know, like, what is like, what are these guys going to be doing? Right. And it's, and I, I explained to him cause I mean, I, I use a calendar for mission planet. That's what I related to him as, but when I'm, You know, and I'm going into like, why am I doing all these things? And I say like, man, like let's visualize, let's think about what we're gonna be doing at SWIC, Not really ANS, that's a little bit down the road, but you know, I wake up at, you know, four, time to really getting up, but I get up at four, I march to chow, I march back, I go to the pool, I'm running to and from, I go to the gym, you know, calisthenics, weight, you know, combat type fitness, whatever they're doing, get done with that, I'm running, uh rucking doing something we screw up we're in the getting extracurricular activities and we're always moving around like going boom 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 uh right and then the day ends you know and then you have some academics involved in there but the day ends then what happens the next day repeat what happens the next day repeat 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 week after week uh you know and as a result you know so you're going and going and going and you're, you're just getting beat down. Uh, you know, you look at, you know, over time, like, you know, the, the science crap, the high cortisone levels, the breakdown, all these type of things, but decreased performance. Right. So like, when I, you paint that picture and then it's like, okay, like how to, how do we start to focus on things to prevent that breakdown? Right. Uh, you know, so what I call them is just you know my pillars of performance, and it's I, and I keep it simple. It's aerobic capacity, like you know, you get the whole VO two max crap and all this kind of stuff. But like, man, like aerobic capacity, work capacity, strong enough, and the then the pool is its own animal, okay? Uh, but oh, and load bearing is the other one. Uh, but when I look at, you know, for instance, the running, you know, it's, it's five days a week, not running. There's some other things they have to do, uh, it, but the mileage just increases, right? But I want to build that engine. And, you know, if you look at field sports in general, like people that have aerobic capacity, think of that fourth quarter, like people are wearing down, they're pushing hard because they have that motor. Uh, you know, work capacity, how much work can I do in a a limited period of time? Cause that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be always working when you're there. Uh, you know, when when I say strong enough, you know, like I might be able to squat 400 pounds. One of you might be 300 and one of you might be 250. But if we were asked to go move object a,
0: when (laughs) I get
1: there, when I get there, as long as I'm an asset to the team, that's strong enough, right? No one's looking at me saying, well, pff, Coach May's with us. This is going to be... – we're carrying the brunt of it. So I'm not chasing one rep maxes. I'm just – I want to be strong. I want to be fit. I want to have a motor. And if I can start doing those things, and again, like grip strength, I'm always maximizing time on bar and carrying things. Uh, the ruck is the ruck. Uh, and I don't even – broach and people disagree with me and that's fine. Uh again like I get a lot of guys are like I, I need to start ruck marching day one. And you know tissues take a long time to to strengthen and you know I watch them do the mile and a half run it looks like they got a load in their pants, right? They're not even efficient. Uh and it's like man, I want to go do uh I want to go do this I 60 pounds, six mile rock. And I'm like, uh, like, I will give you advice. Don't do it. Like, let's build some foundational strength first and then get some inside. Like, let's strengthen some things. Uh, and again, I'm always asking myself, why am I doing something? Like, why, like, how is this going to translate to me being successful at school? So as long as I'm following those pillars, uh, in, on my training, right. So when I look at, my schedule, my mission planning, you know that I always say like before I even start to fill out. And my calendar is just I always say go to your parents' drawer and because we all get like sixteen calendars sent to us a year, like any type of calendar, right? So on this calendar, you know, after I've done some research and I kind of know what I'm ex- ex- expected of me, I kind of know. I always say like, man, like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Do you struggle to get yourself out of bed? Do you I like. You know, we just took the IFT, like, let's look at the IFT, you know, I did five pull ups, like, obviously that strength, you know, push-ups. this run, you know, run was a 12 minute, uh, you know, we can start looking at things, that aspect. But when I, I say with the calendar, like I, it's just, everyone's quick to put a, pick up a cell phone and put stuff in the, like, I don't, I don't look at it. Okay, like my, I'm horrible with making notes on my phone and putting stuff on there. But I'm like, anytime I write something down, it adds context. And I remember, at least for me, I remember it. So I tell them like, man, like get a calendar. On your calendar, they know when the IFTs, the developments are. So I write on this calendar, what the date of that IFT is, what the date of the development is. And maybe I make a note of you know, I just took the IFT, I, you know, I, I want to do X, just make some goals on it. Uh, and then once they're done with the, you know, and I, and then I go into a process, like if I'm doing a, if I have an IFT, you know, I, I hear a lot, like guy will show up, uh, trap our deadlift yesterday before the IFT, like, like not good choice, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, like two days prior to the IFT, maybe a light circuit workout, easy jog day prior, maybe an incline treadmill walk, do some mobility, a little bit of moving that way, you know, hydrate good, you know, feed the machine, show up, perform. And then I always say like, your goal is I should be able to do the IFT and move on to the next day and just continue on with my training, Uh, you know, development, you know, maybe the day prior, I'm doing some stuff, you know, light work. But once I have those written down and then I go into work and school, those are, these are all the hard commitments that I can't, I can't get away from, okay? Uh, and now I'm looking at it and then I have my workouts on the workouts. I say, you know, the running plan is five days a week, you know, whether you want to do Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, however you want to skin that cat. And it's not, again, it's not running every single day. A couple of days of running alternate cardio, some fast walking, uh, another run day. It's not a lot, but the mileage is going up. And then what they're doing is changing constantly on the runs. Uh, and it, so it's just building aerobic capacity. And then the strength plan I do with my guys, I'm big into, uh, I mean, I, I I believe got like, yes, there's calisthenics and I have calisthenics within the workouts, but I'm trying to build foundational strength. Uh, so it, with, with the workouts I have, it's three it's three weight workouts a week. Uh, and it's always some type of weights and then something type of, and again, I play from Mops and Mo's. I, I have no affiliation with them. Uh, I never even talked to them before. I just think the way they outline it, the content is pretty easy to understand. And I make some work capacity stuff in there. Uh, and so I'm starting to build that stuff as we're going along and I vary how it's always three days, but there's some other, you know, a little bit more one day and all that kind of stuff. But so now they have that, the running plan, the lifting plan. Then I'm like, man, like, then we still have the, you know, if you're going combat control, pararescue, or just SWOE in general, you have the pool. Uh, you know, I have 12 weeks of swimming and, you know, and it and it varies from just freestyle stuff. Okay. Like we're starting to get fins on, uh, don't use rockets yet. Okay. If you want to slap rockets on, okay, here we are in weeks, uh, 12, eight through 12. Uh, so now I, I fill all these things in on this calendar. And then I also have, I said before, twelve weeks of ins and outs. You do like ins and outs. Where that's just that, that's just added volume. And to me, uh, unless I'm just blowing the, not doing well in the IFT, we'll have to adjust some things. But if I'm just looking to improve my numbers, you know, ten whatever, five extra, five extra pull ups, like a, I'm hammering these ins and outs, right? So now. But I, it's on a piece of paper. I say, here's my calendar and tape that ends and out sheet next, next to you next to your bed. So I roll out of the bowl like, then I, it's like, man, like that day, like Sunday, what do I do? I look at my plan. I either edit, revise and execute it. Okay. So Sunday, Sunday, I look at it. Then I look at Sunday night. I'm looking at what I have to do on Monday right? Making sure, well, make sure everything makes sense. But then it's like, what do I got to do on Monday? If I show up to the track, the gym, whatever, and I'm like, I'm going to just do this, I'm setting myself up uh, up to fail. Uh, So that is one of like using that calendar is, it's just putting everything in so you can visualize and see the work you have to do. Let's, let's maintain like expectations. Are you going to miss a workout? Life happens probably. Yes. So if you're like, I have to get 100%. I missed one workout. So today I'm going to do six workouts. Like, don't do that. Like, if you miss a workout, you miss a workout. Live the fight another day. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Like, you'll catch up as time goes on. Uh, you know, so as long as they're doing that, and I can tell I can tell any person that's interested in doing this, that is listening to this podcast, if you can organize your thoughts in that fashion and keep track of them. And then in turn, like, it's easier for you to come up to me and say, I'm struggling in this area, but you know, here's what I've been doing, you know, like, is there something in here we can adjust some type of journal or some type of log? Uh, you know, I could look at it, it's like, man, like, well, you, you're eating a bowl of, you know, six bowls of frosted flakes and, you know, half a gallon of milk, and then trying to go on a hour LSD that, yeah, no wonder why you're throwing up. Right. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so that's you know and again like if you were to walk up to me peaches at at combat control school let's fast forward you're like I'm i an wouldn't instructor. do
0: that by the way i'm an instructor
1: <laughs> i'm an instructor and you're my student if you would have walked up to me and i'm like peaches you ready to copy? Roger that, Sergeant. And you have your cell phone, and you're like, "What do you, (laughs) (laughs) what do you think I would have done?" Like, it's like, man, like, get used to writing stuff down, because you know you're gonna have to do that. Like, you're gonna be given instructions. You need to know how to pass that information. You need to know how to follow a plan. All you're doing is just building up habits now of writing stuff down, building your battle Mm -hmm. rhythm, following it. There's, you know. Yeah, it helps me keep track of my workouts but it's just building muscle memory and stuff on things like that uh yeah
0: well you can't take you can't take phones in the vaults and we work in vaults a lot
1: we do we do uh you know so i i look at that and you know and i'll, I'll get again five days of running three pool days uh three lifting days and i'll, I'll get a lot of people that will tell me like that is and i understand like we all have different lives but man I don't, I guys will give me their, it's just hard, man. I work. I'm like, you know what I did before I came in? My father, my, my father has a roofing company. That's what I did. I roofed all day. And then I went and worked out. Right. So I like, I know what it's like. Yeah. That was 600 years ago, but, uh, this, you know, but I'll get, I don't have time, you know, and I, I like to use, I've said this a thousand times. I was at a combat control school and go as an instructor and I was, you know, we had to get our CCAF and I was not like when I came in, I was, I wanted nothing to do with college and I ended up, uh, I, so I'm taking classes and I'm doing my homework at night. It's like, I had just like literally probably just thrashed like students all day long. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally drained from, you know, hurting students all day long. Okay. Uh, taking great pride in it. So uh, I'm doing my homework and I feel uh, this, it's like this hot breath behind me. I'm like, what the heck is this hot? Breath? And I turn around and it's Chief Venturel, Paul Venturelli, He's like breathing on me. And I'm like, "Like what? what's up? He's like, what are you doing? I'm like Homework, like I got, you're forcing me to go to college. I'm doing homework. And he's like, can I give you some advice? I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> like, whether I said yes or no, it was coming. It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he said, give you some advice. If something is a priority, there's a time and a place to do it. And that time is the first thing in the morning. Cause you never know what's going to happen throughout the day. And again, like, I'm like, kind of makes sense. So we like, that's what I tell my canons. this. I'm like, you don't, again, I I retired, right? Even like when I, when I was in, you know, when I went to Louisville, uh, I was like, man, I I might as well get my, finish my college degree. I was up at 435 doing all my college classes because it was a priority. I wanted to get it done so I can live my life for the rest of the day. Uh, It's the same thing with these workouts. Like, you got to be at school at seven. You know, you got to get up at like. If this is a priority, get up earlier and do it. Uh, yep. At least, at least one of the events for the day. So when you get home, it's not. I'm not trying to fit so much into a small, you know, window. Uh, so it's always like when people say they can't do something, I say get up earlier. And then the next obvious thing I always say is how much screen time you have. Yeah. Uh, and you be you'll be shocked. You know three hours, six hours. I'm like, man, like that's, that's number one, chop that stuff down. It's not doing you any good. Uh, and usually the ones that can do that, they start to adapt pretty quick. Uh, you know, a a couple of things I, you know, I I wrote this, like at the end of the day, if you can't motivate yourself to get up and get after it every day, while you're in this process, you're going to really struggle at school. Uh, you know and the next thing is you don't get to choose the where and when when you're at school so i always say like the winter time is a great time to train for this because i can wake up at 5 a.m and look at my cell phone and see it's 25 degrees out i got two choices easy choice hard choice the easy choice is to say one go back to bed or wait till the afternoon Hard choice is to put on my running shoes. I always say, I, I tell guys all like start cold. Don't wear all this crap. Like start cold.
0: Get used yes, to being start cold. cold.
1: Uh, but the next thing is like easy, hard choice to get out there and get after it. And now when you're out there getting after it and you find yourself feeling sorry for yourself, you're like, you know, I'm like, hey, and like, yeah, it's like it sucks. But you know what? Like, why why am I being a, a wuss right now? Like, freaking get your head into it and finish this, finish this run. Because you know what's gonna happen is at school, when they start to realize, like, oh, here comes this feeling again. I I I remember this. It's gonna come on them, it's gonna happen to them at school. They're gonna be able to overcome it a little bit greater than the next person that's next to them that has, hasn't pushed themselves. So when we start to learn these things, we can start actually training ourselves mentally to get ready for what's coming ahead of us. Uh, Yeah. So that's generally how I I run the the planning and all that. You know, there's some other things like we do a lot of, I mean, I do a lot of stuff with teamwork, uh, priorities of work. One of my favorite things to do is the pool session is the perfect one. Okay. Like get done with the pool and like, Hey, we got, four. believe it or not, I give him a break to eat. So i'm like you guys got 30 minutes 45 minutes change be back over there ready to go and it's like right to the locker room right minus the few guys that are like dive masks fans this 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 and i'm like i'll go up to the guy i'm like hey what's going on with the like the pool bag out there and I'm like i don't know like team gear comes first man like if you want i said you're at you're at selection you like you're last team gear comes first everything's good to go Then it's your stuff that's taken care of next. Then it's like, what on me needs to be addressed? Feed the machine, hydrate, then you can relax. Like those, that's what we're doing, uh, and kind of getting that muscle memory, uh, you know. And that, do you want me to keep going with this this stuff on that? It's a lot. I can keep on going.
0: So I was, I was actually just thinking, like, dude, you've got a lot of data to pass, and we're at an hour and 20 minutes already would yeah. you are you game for coming on for a, a round two yeah yeah so let's maybe do we that. can have aaron and aaron you know, <laughs> that
2: would be, <So> <laughs> <laughs> uh, be
0: great
1: yes i could come in like i we can come back and do another one uh, i mean, i already got the uh, i assume i already got the approval uh oh yeah yeah then yeah. we can kind of start out i guess you know after the planning piece the other
0: stuff that goes into it it's not a big deal yeah let's do okay. it well let's let's do that then just because uh, i mean this is gold this is gold <laughs> and i don't and and like i know aaron uh trent's got a, a heart out i'm i've got one coming soon because i got to change an alternator um but yeah life, life. i know so um no i really appreciate you coming on uh for everybody out there uh thanks for tuning in please like subscribe leave us a review and then uh Aaron we'll have you on for a part 2. Sounds good? All right. Appreciate it here. Right. Later buddy.